another episode of Daring Faith, a podcast where we empower the everyday Jesus-loving guys and gals to be bold, to be different, to be set apart, living defined by Christ for a purpose and for such a time as this. I'm Jen. And I'm Simina. And we're so glad that you tuned in as we discuss balancing ministry with other aspects of life. We have a very special guest for this episode, Jason Koshman. Hi, Jason. Hey, everyone. Thanks for inviting me to come and, and join you guys here. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. So to start things off, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Also share with us your role within ministry and a little bit about school and career. Yeah. So um, I'm Jason Koshman, um, pretty much born and raised here in Orange County, California. And uh, music is a really big part of my life. Um, I started doing music from the age of six, started growing up here in the church at Emmanuel. Um, And I pretty much serve as the worship leader here at church, uh, Mm -hmm. really involved in in music ministry, um, as well as on the other side, like professionally and career-wise. I'm a physician, currently physician. I graduated from medical school at UCI really recently. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thanks. Um, And uh, I'm a resident physician at UC Irvine as well. and do medicine in that aspect. So um, fun fact about me, uh, I mean, you guys probably know this, but I love coffee. Coffee yeah. is my, yeah. I, I love it. It's a, I'm an amateur coffee connoisseur. And <laughs> one of the things that I love to do is I just love to try coffee from different places, different parts of the world, different coffee shops. And that's one of the things I love to do in my free time. That's super that's cool. cool. <laughs> well, um, to start things off, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned that you started music when you were six. Tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to do that and that whole story. Yeah. So um, I, how did I get involved in music? That's, you know, thinking back, um, you know, I'm pretty sure us as, you know, Romanians, you know, we're growing up. Uh, I grew up in the church. I was born and christened here at um, Emmanuel Church of God. Um, here in Anaheim, California, and pretty much as soon as I turned six, my parents were like, all right, you're six years old, like you have to pick an instrument now. <laughs> you know, like a lot of Romanians, you either like yep. sing in choir, you either your parents make you pick up the violin or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I took a look at the orchestra and I saw that, you know, there was a lot of violins and there were two cello players at the time and I said you know well mom I want to play the cello (laughs) and whether or not you know I don't know what my mom thought about that because the cello was like way bigger than I was yeah um but I decided to play cello so I started playing cello at the age of six um and I started here with like Orchestra Mica here at church which is the little orchestra (laughs) you know they kind of started a ton of kids uh together um to 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 learn how to play musical instruments um and eventually I started taking private lessons. My first teacher was uh, this guy by the name of Christy Zivko. He was a, a cello player here very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a cello player there, and I took, you know, cello lessons from him. Uh, turns out that, you know, after taking cello lessons from him and all of that, he turned out to be a medical student at UC Irvine and ended up going into, like, the medical field. That's oh, a wow. whole other thing. I'll, we can get into that a little bit later, but... Um, Started taking private lessons, was in, took private lessons all the way throughout, all the way to like second year in college. So I was involved in like orchestras here in Southern California and like junior orchestras, did competitions, uh, did all of that too. Um, and I just really fell in love with music and the way that music sort of can heal spiritually and emotionally too. Yeah. Um, 
I eventually picked up the trombone in fifth grade because I said, you know, cello's cool, but I also want to play a wind instrument. So like every good Romanian boy, I picked up a wind <laughs> instrument to play in Fanfara. So I picked yeah. up the trombone, learned that in fifth grade. Um, and when I was about the age of 12, I really felt um, a call and a long to really be involved in worship. I remember when I was 12 years old, I was sitting in the balcon where all the cool kids stay during church. <laughs> and Coco Olari was leading worship up on the keyboard. And I remember he was singing this song in worship. It's a song that, you know, we sing all the time, an older song. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful song. And I really yeah. felt like in that moment, like the Lord really pulled in my heart. And I was, you know, I really felt the calling. I was like, man, one day I want to do what Coco does. Because Mm -hmm. I saw the power of God, not just like in music, but I saw the power of God that really kind of heals emotionally and spiritually through music. And music was one of the gifts that God gave me. That's something I understood at that time. So, you know, I got involved in worship i started playing guitar i actually started playing bass guitar when i was like in wow i did not know that in like seventh grade in like youth choir and and all of that um and eventually switched over and started learning acoustic guitar and started getting involved in worship ended up leading worship with a lot of the same people that you know uh i've led through the years for the past eight or nine years now uh you know from the youth room uh at youth on Tuesdays and Fridays and doing all that. And eventually I became one of the, one of the worship leaders here at Emmanuel. Um, and it's one of the cool things about, about what I do. I just, I love music. I'm involved in the choir, the fanfara, the orchestra, all of that. Uh, and I really love what I do. Music, such a big, it's such a huge part of my life. It's awesome. Um, share with us a little bit about why you chose to go into medicine there two completely different fields and both big things you know yeah. like they require a lot of time um so yeah and how did that intertwine with music yeah so i always one of the things that really fascinated me about music was the fact the healing that music brings mm-hmm. to a person and the i rem, i know i remember how many times like i'd play cello or i'd sing with with my sister emily and people would come and they would just come up to me and say, you know, that was so beautiful. That really healed me. That really healed my spirit. And I became very drawn to that idea of, of healing. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned before, I, I started when I was six years old. My first cello teacher um, was turned out to be a medical student. And I was so, you know, being a six-year-old and seeing your cello teacher end up doing medicine, something career, something very, you know, um, very like big as far as career really drawn to that and I was like wow like that's pretty cool like I kind of want to be just like him you know my (laughs) six-year-old self um and I became really became fascinated with with the art of healing and how us as humans were created in God's image you know that's something um that that's a really big truth and um just studying how God created uh humans and how God created us um in his image and in the way that we study the image of God in a way we're studying how the, how the Lord made us and we're studying the Lord himself because mm-hmm. we're created in his image. And mm-hmm. that's something that was just, just so amazing that we can, we can understand what the process that God thought 
of when he created us. And I eventually, I loved the sciences. I loved biology. Um, I went in together, you know, with music. I went to undergrad at Cal State Long Beach as a uh, biology major. Did that. I loved I loved it. Studied physiology, which is the way different organ systems interact. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to go to medical school. So I uh, applied to medical school. That was a journey in itself. That was, you know, yeah. a lot of ups and downs. It was not easy. Um, then I uh, got into medical school at UC Irvine, uh, where I started studying what I really loved. Yeah. And that was medicine and biology and how different organ systems interact together. That was very fascinating to me. Um, and eventually went in, uh, loved the field of anesthesia, which is where uh, I matched in uh, anesthesiology. And now I'm a resident uh, physician at UC Irvine. It's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, so um, you mentioned that in church you are a worship leader. Uh, tell us kind of what the process looked like to becoming a worship leader at that position yeah well like I mentioned before like at 12 years old I really felt a call to do something more than just performance more Mm -hmm. than just playing the cello in front of an audience I really wanted to be an instrument that the Lord can use and really bring people into the Lord's presence and that started for me really playing bass yeah you know it didn't start with you know, I'm going to be a worship, I want to be a worship leader. So I'm going to go and say, I want training to be a worship leader. That started for me showing up to practice every single day, picking up my bass at youth choir practice, eventually led to me playing acoustic guitar in the back behind the youth band that was there at the time, you know, just getting practice time in. Yeah. That started with, you know, us making a team and practicing here in the youth room a year and a half before we even stepped foot on stage wow. to play that, you know, that whole process. That's how that process sort of happened. Um, another thing that really kind of influenced me as in becoming a worship leader is is just prayer and worship. I mm-hmm. remember uh, coming here every Friday night and it would just be me and maybe Colleen Vedish on acoustic guitar maybe a piano player, a bass player sometimes. Um, and we just play worship for two, three hours. We'd wow. have this list of songs and we just played music. We were like, you know what? We're going to come into this place and we're going to pray and we're going to sing. And we sang psalms. We sang songs that, you know, really spoke to us. And that's how we kind of learned how to really grow in the spontaneous moments and, and how to sing songs um, and how to, go off the page? How do I sing my prayers? How do I mm-hmm. read the word of God and, and sing the word of God? How, you know, that really developed me as a worship leader and, you know, eventually helped me kind of become a worship leader here at, at church. And definitely that musical background that I had, like in classical music, right? Mm-hmm. At six years old, you know, practicing an hour of cello every single day <laughs> really kind of set the stage for me to do well musically in that role as well, Mm -hmm. um, in addition to us spiritually. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Um, So what was the process like balancing everything, and what are some struggles you faced along the way? So balancing everything was... (laughs) So it was was difficult. Yeah. It was really challenging. 
because, you know, like, you know, you sort of mentioned before, Sina, music and medicine are, like, completely, like, separate, kind yeah. of. I mean, with the exception of the common thread of, like, healing that I found in, in both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them's art, one of them's science. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, is really, it's kind of left brain, right brain type thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I, one of my favorite verses, um, something that I sort of say all the time is, uh, Matthew six thirty three, And it says, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Amen. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that really helped set my focus and priority was the house of God. One of my prayers was God, if I give you a hundred percent and God, if I, you know, sacrifice my time and I make your house and your ministry a priority, I know everything else is going to come. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more powerful than and nothing better than being in the will of God for your life. Right. right. Um, that's the only way we can find fulfillment. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, if we're in God's will and this is something that I pray for a lot, I'm like, Lord, put me in your will, because if I know if I'm I know if I'm in God's will, then no matter what I do my life is going to be fulfilled and I'm going to live in the calling that God has for me. Um, and that calling for me was a calling to heal. Mm. And so providing that emotional, uh, spiritual and physical healing through those avenues was something that, um, really kept me going. And that was a call that I felt. And I said, Lord, if that's my call, I'm going to apply myself to that call. Um, you know, Time management was a big thing, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's like, you know, I wouldn't be able to like go through and do all these things if I didn't have good time management skills. And honestly, learn that by music. Music teaches you some good time management skills, teaches you to practice and practice and practice and set aside time to to do that. So um, I really kind of grew up with that strong imprint in, in my life of like managing your time well. Uh, and that's something that I carried over to school and to music. And that really kind of helped me, um, be successful in, in school and help me kind of get to where I am. Um, another challenge is, you know, being in the sciences in a, at a secular university mm-hmm. you know, is really challenging, you know, yeah. and it's, you know, you're faced with, so many different ideologies and you're faced with, you know, uh, atheism and like the atheist worldview and, you know, being in biology, it's almost like it's amplified, you know, cause you yeah. study, you know, I've had to take classes on like evolutionary science and, yeah. you know, studying, studying all of those things and like learning about, you know, how life came by chance and mm-hmm. how, you know, it's just, you know, that was a really big challenge for me. And that really grew my faith. Mm. And I think that at the end of my training, at the end of my education, you know, in undergrad, I actually came out a stronger Christian than I went going in. That's awesome. Because I feel like a lot of times, and I know you guys probably know too, because you guys are in school. Um, when you are challenged, that's when you grow. In order yeah, to yeah. grow, you got to get stretched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, that was a real stretching of my faith to you know learn the sciences learn the biology but at the same time you know 
having my faith being challenged and having to pray and seek the word of God and really be um, vulnerable to the Lord about the questions that I have, but at the same time, growing and trusting in the word of God mm. in addition in how the word of God can work so beautifully well with biology. And it turns out to me that all of biology and all of science just confirms the word of God, which is oh. something so amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was like a challenge that um, arranged itself and came into a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, also learning to, and, and this is, it's so funny because um, Andrew was speaking about it last week at youth. He was talking about learning to rest in God and mm. not from God. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really amazing message that he had. And that's mm. something that I learned early on. You know, it's about learning to rest in the Lord and learning how to invite God in certain situations in your life. If I'm yeah. going to go to the beach, I want to go and I say, Lord, come with me. I want to have time with you. Yeah. A lot of times when we think about taking a break or, you know, I, I want to take a break because I want to get burnt out. We kind of say, okay, church is church. I'm going to go have fun. Yeah. yeah. But as Christians, God is such a, God is our life. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are created to worship and we're created to have fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. And one of the things that really helped me was realizing that and inviting the Lord in every single aspect of my life, yeah. whether it's school, whether it's ministry, whether it's, you know, going to the beach, whether it's hanging out with friends, I want the Lord to be there in everything. Yeah. And that's one way, you know, uh, I was able to, to incorporate that and balance, balance the two. So you kind of touched on this earlier, um, and you mentioned the verse Matthew 6.33. What helped you establish these priorities and not giving up serving within the church? You know, I think it's easy for someone going through med school, something that huge, to just be like, I'm going to take a step back for this season, you know, and focus on that. But what kind of motivated you, and how did the Lord bless that? Yeah. What motivated me first and foremost was the calling that I felt to my life. Mm -hmm. Like my calling to, to bring healing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that, that verse in, in Colossians 3.23 that says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you're working for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And to me, I knew that medicine and music were sort of two aspects of my calling. And I said, Lord... I'm going to work and I'm going to study like I'm going to study for you. I'm going to do church like I'm doing it for you. Yeah. I'm going to study for this test like, God, I'm studying for you. I want to make you proud. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that calling really helped me balance the two as well. Um, now, granted, you know, let's be real for a second, right? It's it's hard. Yeah. And going through school takes up so much time. Oh, yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I feel like I, we're at church all the time. Mm -hmm. And so there were times in my life where I had to say, hey, sorry, I can't come to youth. I can't come to church because I got to study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and there was nothing wrong with that. I can't come to practice because I got an exam tomorrow morning. Or, you know, um, I can't come to... Um, church tonight because you know I have a project that's due and that's totally understandable um, and that's something I I did too you know um, 
Because we have to be good stewards with the time that God's given us to. And if we're doing and if we're studying and we're doing what God called us to do, um, and we're doing it like for the Lord, then, you know, that's definitely an option. That's something I did too. So I learned to really take my time and make the most out of my time as well in that aspect. And it's hard to, sometimes you get burnt out. So Mm -hmm. learning to say no is very you know important so it's a skill that i'm currently learning right now because <laughs> i feel like i say yes to a lot of things yeah um, yeah we're having a future episode on that yes yeah. so looking forward to hearing that because <laughs> i can learn a thing or two um but yeah learning learning to say no starting to understand that a little bit more and you know it's a growth process for me mm-hmm. in that aspect but um time management really helped and maintaining that perspective like whatever i'm doing i'm doing it for the lord can really uh, help with that yeah another thing too i if i can benefit a person you know i come to church with this mentality i might be tired i might not be in it i might be drained Mm -hmm. but lord if you can use me to help one person thank god all of my tiredness and everything, I just want to like give that to you, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, it goes into worship too. A lot of times, you know, too, Samina, like from doing worship, you might go up on stage. You're like, man, I don't feel it. Mm. I'm just so tired. Practice didn't go the way that it was supposed to. I have an exam next week. I have finals next week. You know, we've all been there and you're like, okay, I'm just going to get through this worship set. Yeah. Sometimes I felt that way too. But maintaining the perspective of, Lord, I'm tired, but God, I'm going to do my part because someone might be blessed through the gifts that you put in me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maintaining that perspective and that focus, I think, really sets you up to be successful and sets you up to be a pure and clean vessel before the Lord and sets you up as a vessel to really... So God can really work through uh, and bless people through your ministry. Yeah. Okay. So um, last but not least, I know you, as you mentioned earlier, you finished med school and are starting a new chapter in your life soon. What did you learn from all of this and what advice would you give to people in a similar situation? Yeah. So the first question, I guess, um, is a question of calling. Like, how do I find my calling? I, I feel like I get, a lot of people ask me this question. Mm-hmm. How do you find the calling of God in your life? Um, for me, it was healing, a call to bring healing. Yeah. A call to bring um, through music and medicine. Um, but figuring out calling is, is a big thing that I learned. And one of the ways I advise people or I I tell people about one way you can evaluate your calling is looking at the burden that God placed on your heart. Like what are some gaps and what are some holes you see in ministry, Mm. in career, in this world and what speaks to you? Because a lot of times the Lord will put that like longing and that tugging in your heart for certain things. Yeah. You know, Um, look at the burden that God placed on your heart and maybe solving that problem is your calling you know maybe you're 
going through and you're saying, man, I wish, you know, worship ministry can be like this. I wish, you know, we had an outreach ministry. Mm -hmm. I wish we, you know, we mm -hmm. did more like things with the youth and we evangelized more. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a calling that God's putting on your heart and pulling your heart in that way for ministry, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, maybe you feel a calling like, man, Lord, I, you know, I see all of these missionaries coming to church and I really want to give to these mm -hmm. missionaries. And I don't, I'm a student. <laughs> I'm in debt. <laughs> I don't have yeah. money to give, right? <laughs> but Lord, you know, I really want to give and I really want to be um, used in that capacity. Maybe God's calling you to open up a business and like be a, make money and then support missionaries. Maybe, and maybe God's calling you to open up a business and minister through that, you know, yeah. the, you know, the marketplace is such a huge potential for ministry. Um, God put those desires in your heart for a reason and evaluating these things sort of can help you guide you to a certain uh, conclusion and mm -hmm. guide you to what calling God has for your life. Obviously after a lot of prayer, and like counsel as well. Um, one of another thing is we should always seek to be in God's calling, God's divine calling for your life. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through the application process for medical school. Um, med school is pretty competitive to get into. Yeah. Um, and it took a lot of hours. It took, you know, good grades. It took a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. Now I remember applying to medical school, and I told the Lord, Lord, I did my part. I went through undergrad. I did really well. I did research. I wrote a great personal statement. I have amazing letters of recommendation. I did everything. You know, I checked all of the boxes. Lord, I want you to take me because my, you know, I understood my calling was to go there and to do medicine. But yeah. I was praying. I was like, Lord, put me at the very top. I want to go to like the top school in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, I want to go to like Harvard. I want to go to, you know, NYU, Columbia. I want to like reach for the stars, right? Because God, you said I'm the head and not the tail. You told me, <laughs> right? You know, I want the best for you, for you, Lord. Like I want to affect change in that like high position. Yeah. And I remember applying to medical school one cycle and got rejected to all of them. I was like, okay, cool. But Lord, this is my calling. <laughs> I'm going to continue going. I applied to about 30 schools my second cycle. Rejected to all of them. And at that point, I asked myself, I'm like, Lord, are you sure you want me to do this? Like, I know this is a calling in my life, but are you sure you want me to pursue this career? Because I feel like every single door is like shutting in my face. Mm -hmm. And then I prayed and I, and I changed my prayer from God put me at the highest level to Lord, put me where you're going to get the most glory out of my life. Mm -hmm. Because I understood in that moment that wherever God gets the most glory out of my life is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, coming to that aspect of 
you're most fulfilled when you're in the will of God. Yeah. Like, God, I submit to your will. Lord, if you want me to go to Nebraska, I'll go there. If you want me to stay here in Southern California, I'll stay here. If you want me to go somewhere else, yeah. go somewhere else. About two, three weeks later, I got an interview at UCI. About four weeks later, I got accepted to school at UCI. Wow. That's amazing. Praise God. <laughs> and it's all because I said, God, put me where you're going to get the most glory out of my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in retrospect, where God was going to get the most glory out of my life is serving here at church. Yeah. Doing music. Serving on the daily here at church. Yeah. Leading worship. Doing music in youth ministry. You know, and the same thing, I applied the same thing for, you know, applying to residency. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that mistake again. I said, Lord, just right off the bat, just put me where you're going to get the most glory out of my life. Yeah. And then, you know, I ended up here again. So really having that perspective of praying to the Lord and saying, God, I want to be in your will and nothing else matters, I think is one of the biggest advice that I can give to somebody that's looking to try to find a way and try to find their place in the world and try to find their calling in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pray that prayer and just say, Lord, put me where you get the most glory out of my life, <clears throat> everything else will come. And that's the essence of Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Everything else will come. Yeah. You know? Um, other things, you know, you make you make time for important things. Mm -hmm. So set your priorities and make time for your priorities. It's so easy to burn yourself out when you're doing school and when you're doing church, Mm -hmm. but making your well-being a priority is so important. Taking time off to hang out with friends, to hang out with family, to go to the beach, to hang out with youth, to be plugged into a community is so important. One of the reasons why I was, you know, one of the reasons I was successful in, in my journey so far was that I was plugged into like a solid church community. Um, and I realized the importance of being plugged into a good community mm-hmm. and a good church and a good youth. You know, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. you are, wherever you find yourself, find a group of people that love God and go forth with them. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that encouragement. You'll find that prayer, that fasting. And I had an army of people praying and fasting for me. And that means the world. Um, so I know that was a really long-winded no, explanation, no. <laughs> but again, like seek God's kingdom first, um, figure out your calling from the Lord, uh, and praying that prayer, Lord, put me where you're going to get the most glory out of my life, I think would be the biggest, is some of the big pieces of advice that I would give somebody that's, that's thinking about it and, you know, Shameless plug for for medicine. You know, I think medicine is a great field. It's a great <laughs> career. Um, finding mentors is mm-hmm. so important too. I've had so many people help me. You know, so many people that I reached out to, and I was like, "Hey, how'd you do this?" Or, "Hey, can you read my personal statement?" <laughs> or, yeah. you know, it's so important. And that advice would go a long way. And yeah. you know, being um, passing it forward. And if there's anybody, you know, that's you know, listening or wants, you know, is looking for somebody to, to kind of like get some idea of like the medical field and what does that entail or medicine? Do I, you know, want to go to medical school? You know, I would love to, to chat and to really, 
um, help with that as well. You know, finding good mentors and whatever you're going into is, is really important. So is there anything you want to add just to like conclude this episode? Yeah. So I would just say, <clears throat> be faithful with where God put you in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, if God, um, entrusts you with something, be faithful to that calling, be faithful to where God has you. And God's going to use you to do amazing things. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, with regards to, to anything as far as like worship or medicine, you know, um, find a mentor, find somebody that you can talk to that can like pour into you and then find people that you can pour into as well. And I think that in those things, you know, a lot of people talk about work life balance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, everything that we do in work, everything that we do in ministry, everything that we do in life, all needs to have that common thread, which is God. Mm -hmm. Do career and do, you know, your work and your job like you're doing it for the Lord. And if you do that, you know, the Lord's going to be pleased and the Lord's going to see that you've been faithful with that. If you do everything that you do at church, like you're doing it for the Lord, you know, which is a lot, you know, easier, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you think about it a lot easier because you're at church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you do that, like you do it for the Lord, the Lord's going to bless that, yeah. you know? And I mean, look at Joseph, you know, in the book of Genesis, right? Like when Joseph was at the uh, Potiphar's house, right? Mm-hmm. Potiphar put him in charge of like all of the business dealings and everything. And the Lord blessed him. Mm-hmm. The Lord saw that he was faithful, that he was <laughs> pure, that he was holy, yeah. that he was seeking God. And then God blessed those things too. Yeah. Um, and finally, I would say that, you know, again, ending with Matthew six thirty three, mm-hmm. seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And I want to just emphasize that point too. You can seek the kingdom of God, but you always have to seek his righteousness. Mm. Seek to be holy in everything that you do. Seek the Lord purely and with a pure heart and with, you know, seeking God. Um, And then God will provide for you no matter what season of life you're in. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for collabing with us on today's episode. I'm sure there's other people out there dealing with a similar situation and we hope that what we talked about today really blessed you guys be sure to tune in next week as we discuss burnout within (laughs) ministry and follow us on instagram at daring faith where we post all of our weekly updates and announcements this episode along with others will be available to all of you on spotify apple podcasts and youtube all details for that will be on our instagram page and please never hesitate to reach out to us God bless you all and have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.